We are rolling, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. You've got yourself a Diet Coke. I alternated with a water today. We'll just leave it there because it's kind of, you know. Yeah, it's our marketing. One it. of these days, Diet Coke or Coke, Coca-Cola is going to sponsor our podcast. It's going to be great. Um, today, what are we talking about, Riley? We've got three topics. So here's a little lay of the land for the new podcaster listeners. Um, three current events. I don't have a name for the podcast Three yet. current events in 30-ish minutes. <laughs> Yes. Three current events in 30 minutes. Is that the name like of our that. podcast? I like that. That sounds good. Inflation. Mm. Everything's getting expensive, <laughs> huh? Yeah, literally everything. I know. Except it's... like what? TVs? <laughs> <laughs> I know. They <laughs> On the keep graph, getting cheaper. The TVs is like the only thing that was not up. So we have inflation data coming out here in the next day or two. I'm trying to find it for some reason. The I can't 13th. find it. The 13th. Right? So that tomorrow. is tomorrow. I at think it comes out 10 at 10 a.m. So when the Wait, market no. opens. It is <clears throat> Eastern, which is 6 a.m. our time. Would it be that early? Yeah, it comes out before the market opens. Uh, so the market's either going to go puts. up or it's going to go down. What do you think it's coming in at? Um... What was the last one? Seven nine. Seven point nine. Anywhere between seven and eight is what it's been like the last two three months. Um, I, I feel like it's probably gonna come in at, I mean, over ten at least. Wow, that's an aggressive call, man. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call nine point seven. The market's gonna just absolutely take a shit. I I probably I was gonna you buy, some, to buy some. Puts. Gonna buy some oh, puts. we should have. Oh, dang it! Crap. Um, inflation, we know only what we know. Um, we're young. We haven't lived through these crazy market cycles. Um, gas is $5 and 50 cents to six bucks. A loaf of bread now costs more than a gallon of milk. I think I don't even, it's honestly funny cause I don't even I don't pay even attention know. to what the Is that weird? Are because I feel like your generation just does not give a shit about the price of something. It, well, I think to an extent, like obviously people my age, you know, college age, like more, they got to be more, they got to be more conscious of how much money they're spending because they right. don't have as much. Um, but doesn't credit cards enable you to just spend what you want to spend? And then <laughs> yes. like, you're like, I'll worry about it later. Yeah. That's definitely my generation. I think, well, I mean, is it, would you say? Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Like I even yeah. have that a little bit to my extent in regards to, I definitely have that mindset a little bit too. Yeah. It's like, ah, we'll just figure it out later. Yeah. That's why I try to shop at like Winco because yes. <laughs> they don't take credit cards. But, um, smart. I forgot about that. What? Yeah. I think like, I mean, when I go to the store, I'm like, this is what I need and this is what I'm going to buy. Right. Obviously everyone's situation is different, but, um, I don't really pay attention to things like, I don't pay attention to things that things like eggs, milk, bread, like specifics. Obviously, like, you like, just go like buy gas milk. obviously is like you're always saying, like when you buy gas, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's actually pretty good. Like you're always thinking of that price, but I think it just gets lost in like all your groceries when you're just like doing it. I whatever. agree. But I feel like the first heads up moment for me with inflation recently, I was in McCall for the 4th of July and it was $500 to fill up our boat. Yeah. That's crazy. What it is was it usually? crazy. Well, so you're putting premium in an you know, so the engine doesn't take a shit on you. And uh, anywhere, it's usually it's two fifty to three hundred bucks for a full tank of gas, which is like twenty five gallons or something yeah. like that. That's crazy. I think something like that. I don't even know, but it kind of was like an eye opener. And 
usually McCall is super busy for the 4th of July, you know, it's like everybody goes up there and it wasn't as busy as years past. And I was like, Hmm, maybe it's because of gas <laughs> because like more, less people drove up there. I mean, less, less people flew their private jets in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they were all at the Allen Allen company, so we'll exactly, give them a break. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. So, so sorry, go for it. No, you're good. Inflation. And, um, why do you think the market, and we don't have a crystal ball here. How do we get out of what we're in with inflation rising and the stock market taking a crap? Do you know the answer to that? You're asking Riley? someone that's way too young. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking How do that... you solve the world's problems, Riley? Yeah, I was like, you're asking someone that literally opened a brokerage account a year and a half ago. Well, that's why I want your opinion. <clears throat> Honestly, well, I you know I was doing a lot of trading like beginning of this year, end of last year. So I, I learned kind of how things work and why things work. But I'm still like, I'm like, you know, why? You don't is, have enough data points, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why does inflation go down when interest rates go up? Like, why does that happen? In my opinion, because like, yeah. I just don't fully understand it. Obviously, less people are whatever. But well, it's the data points again. It's like we haven't lived long enough to really go, oh, seeing the effects of, okay, the Fed's raising interest rates. Okay, well, hopefully that'll calm down inflation. Maybe not. Yeah, it's like, will it? But Let's I hope mean, so. there's obviously like this is the reason. It just why, they took away buying power. Yeah, you know, with interest interest rates, rates rising. Also, pause on that. I saw a thing the other day that they dropped interest rates by half a percentage point. I think that's true from some of our lender friends. So banks will usually price that in prior mm-hmm. to them announcing it. So when the Fed announces it, like the banks in the stock market usually have, from my understanding, pre like raised interest rates. So like when they're like, oh, they're going to raise it 75 basis points a month prior to that banks, you know, have already started raising their rates to that. So then if it came out at 0.5, then they'd readjust. Mm. And that's just what I know. So it's like, not have actually changed. Yeah. So they, they probably over adjusted and then, you know, 75 basis points came out and then they're like, okay, well we can back off a little bit because maybe they're doing, another 75, but this is the complex stuff, you know? Yeah. What I think about it is it's, we've got to cool down the inflation number because if not, then everything's going to be crazy expensive in the next few years. But we also don't want to raise interest rates so much that it takes away the buying power and crashes the market. You know? Yeah. I think Jerome's like trying to land a 747 right now gracefully and he's only like ridden a bike and he's like out of gas (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's trying to like make a smooth landing but what does that mean to the local real estate market in my opinion it's i think it's good i think we're like boise like we're taking away a little bit of a buying power you know like people like you have your your mentality's changed recently because you start to look at like time value of money it's like okay you've got 50 grand saved aside Two years ago, it was a good opportunity to buy a house because you could like house hack, yeah. rent out two rooms, pay the mortgage down. Where now it's like, okay, where else can I put that fifty thousand yeah. dollars? And how does your mindset work right now? Let's say you have your fifty thousand dollars in the bank. Is it smart to buy a house? What do you think? So yeah, I I mean my opinion, obviously, I you know I was always yes buy a house, whatever, don't rent. But recently I'm like, okay, well if I'm just going to be paying interest for the first four or five years that I live in the house, what is the difference than just, you know, renting and waiting until it's actually a good financial decision to buy a house? Because 
I think a misconception is like it's always a good choice to buy a house. And I think I've realized lately that it might not always be, which is... Well, it has been the last 10 years in a weird way. It's like you look at housing prices now and it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Because if I rewind when I was 22 years old, I got approved for a $220,000 loan. And I was making $85,000 a year. You know, that's that's good income for 20, 21 year olds. And that's what I was approved for, you know, 3% down, 20 grand, 30 grand. You know, I got my into that's a, feasible. A, a, it's for feasible me now, but yeah. it's like that's not the case. But it doesn't make sense now. And yeah, but if you there's also live in, no houses. Yeah, there's no houses <laughs> under two hundred fifty thousand. You could probably buy a shed from Home Depot. And hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do instead with your fifty thousand dollars? Right now, my yeah. $50, how would you earn interest on it? Would you buy bonds? Would you buy stocks? Would you buy real estate? Would you buy crypto? Would you I feel like put I'm it not, in a savings account, bury it under your mattress? Yeah, I feel like I'm not um, old enough to want to buy like bonds because I'm just like, what? I'm like bonds? That's just not attractive for people our age, right. I feel like. Yeah, you got to be <laughs> whether or not it's a good or younger. bad investment. But I would take $50,000 and obviously, I, you know, I'd probably put like 5K into a savings account just to have it, mm-hmm. regardless if that's going to lose value or whatever, like just to have it's it. It's liquid. It's money. Um, but yeah, I would probably put a majority of that just into like, you know, I'm a big Spy G guy. Spy G. You know? So I would put that in there. and What is Spy G? It's, so it's the growth, it's the growth fund of the S&P. So it's like an index of the in- S&P yeah, pretty much. Um, there's like a, I can't remember, what, what's it called? It, like a managing fee, but what's it? It's like it's a, a... Not a mutual fund, but... There's a term for like yeah. a managing fee. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like 0.01% of your stakes. So like, you know, every year or quarterly, I don't remember which it is, but, you know, it takes out 0.01% of your holding to pay for that. Right. But it's like so small and it's such a good, I mean, it's like... Right now, it's at like 52, 53 bucks a share. Right. Opposed to the S&P that's at three, $400 a share. Your, your money's going to go a lot longer, although uh-huh. there is that little tiny fee. But it's, it's just, it's, it's a no-brainer to me. But, and then I would probably, I don't know. I don't know if I would go real estate right away just because like there's just not, my buying power just is not anything right real now. estate takes a lot of capital get to get into yeah but there's a reason for that because it's a tangible asset like for the first time ever it clicked to kenzie last night and we're going to pivot this into our next topic and this is the cryptocurrency mount gox scandal about oh what's going on right now too as oh they're getting all their keys and their their bitcoin back but <laughs> it was funny because I was telling my wife last night, I was like, yeah, there's this cryptocurrency thing that happened eight years ago and they're finally getting it back. And my buddy that is invested in this cryptocurrency exchange, all of a sudden they went bankrupt and now he can't get his Bitcoin back. And she's like, what do you mean he can't get it back? Won't they give it to him? I was like, well, no, because they're bankrupt. Like they owe money to more people than what they have on their balance sheet. And that's not a good thing. And I was like, okay, the easiest simple is you giving your money to Wells Fargo, them going bankrupt you don't get your money back. Yeah. Now, caveat, FDIC insurance at all banks up to $250,000 yes. insured by the federal government. Um, but she didn't know, and for many of you guys listening to this, banks will only insure that much money that you store with them. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. And this is where I think the general misconception of what cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin can do for you 
in regards to storing your wealth and you having the keys and the access to that. Now, the fluctuation of the price of Bitcoin changes your net worth value of your Bitcoin that you have, but I can retain all of the keys to access my Bitcoin on the blockchain without a third party. You know, yeah, that's a good thing, but it's also risky as hell if I forgot my private keys or I didn't write them down or keep them stored safe somewhere. I lose access to that. So this next topic we're going to talk about is the Mt. Gox scandal, and this is just off the top of my head. About eight years ago, there was an exchange similar to Coinbase or Kraken or all of these other exchanges that you could trade your Bitcoin on, and there was this huge scandal where there's these hackers that went in like stole all this Bitcoin somehow. Like it wasn't safe. It's like someone going to rob the bank. That's basically what they did online. Yeah. And so for many years, like the Bitcoin was just gone, people's value. And they were able to capture it and find it and figure out the wallet and seize the guy. So I'm not sure if the government took control of that Bitcoin, but I think a government entity was helping with this. And now what's kind of scary for the crypto market is that all of the Bitcoin that was in the Mt. Gox scandal is actually getting released back to the users in the, the original investors or owners of the cryptocurrency. So what does that tell me? Okay, well, let's say I bought my Bitcoin for $300 10 years ago and all of a sudden I'm getting it back and it's worth 20 grand now. I'm going to sell it. It's the only smart thing to do. So what's that going to do is there's going to be so many sell orders being placed in day trader and Riley. What happens when all of a sudden everyone gets their Bitcoin back? You know, it's going to be a lot more selling than buying that day. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it'll be as much as to like, they won't be able to sell it, but it'll definitely affect that price, obviously. Right. Because there's a lot more selling pressure. And there's probably a ton of people that have no idea about this. That's true. Like you told me and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But if you lost money and you're like, oh, I I lost 500 Bitcoins and it's worth like millions of dollars now. And all of a sudden you're getting it back. If I, if I, yeah, if I put $5,000 in and two and eight years ago and I was like, shoot, well, there goes my five grand. I didn't have it for the last eight years. You might forget about it. Well that, but also like when I get it back, I'm like, I want that money back. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want like, and I feel like it's just going to. Like in, in my case, in my, in my experience, like when I've bought a, you know, a bad stock and yeah. it's down and it finally gets up and above and I'm just like, I don't want to see this stock ever again. <laughs> I'm just going to get rid of it. Get I feel out. like that's kind of the mindset maybe these people might have. Yes. It's like, I just, like, this is terrible. This is know? a bad experience, bad idea. It was terrible from the start. Yeah. Let's get out. And especially if it's worth, you know, if they have 50 Bitcoins, like, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they disperse it out too, because supposedly it's going out in August. And if they were smart, they'd they'd trickle it out. Yeah. In yeah. waves. Like, hey, let's only give out X amount in August, September. You know? Yeah. So oh, it didn't yeah. have this huge hit to the market where a lot of people think that it's all just gonna be re- released at once. Like Do you know? I don't know. I need to do a little bit more research, but it's I would assume they wouldn't just lump some lump some like because I think it's like three hundred thousand Bitcoin. Like Jeez. some ridiculous number that would tank the entire crypto market if yeah. if eighty percent of them sell. What is the market cap? Like how many coins are out there? Uh, there's just under twenty million right now, I believe. Um, it's, because it's in our be lifetime, done, right? in our lifetime, 
we can't mine all the Bitcoin on the blockchain. Like with it, it's going to take another 124 years or 120 years to mine all of the Bitcoin. So in our lifetime, we will never see the full supply it, of Bitcoin. It literally does not even make sense to me. Like what, like what do you mean <laughs> the other Bitcoin? Like who created it? Like I'm just, I'm very surface level understanding, but I, I do. So when you make a phone call to your mom. Yes. How does that work? Do you know? Pick up my phone. Yeah, but call. like, like, how does the the the? I have like, no idea. Exactly. That's we the do point it. I'm trying to make. Uh, okay. We have no idea. We don't. We, we don't have to understand how yeah. it works. Yeah. Like, how do I FaceTime someone that's four thousand miles away from exactly. me? Exactly. Hundred percent. What? So. This is why Elon satellites. Yeah. Speaking of Elon. Oh, speaking of Elon, uh, we're gonna segue the podcast to Elon <laughs> because Elon is making some waves. I know he was at the Allen and Allen Company. And yes. dude, you gotta follow this on Twitter. Elon Jet. It's a Twitter account that tracks his jet. His jet. Yes. It's the coolest thing ever. I've heard of that. So I found it this weekend and I was like watching where he's like flown recently. It's mm-hmm. super interesting. Yeah. I guess like just... he tried to pay the kid off that runs it. I heard like... that. I heard that. <laughs> and the kid was like, no. He's like, hell no, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. I would be like, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you want? Give yeah. me the money. Um, but he was at the Allen and Allen company event this past weekend which is a they call it summer camp for billionaires which we got to go one of these years and just like be part of the press yeah we do get a press pass i don't yeah. know how we do that we'll just buy all the muffins yeah. buy all the muffins Jesse. i texted my mom that i was like hey just go to the coffee <laughs> shop buy all the muffins and then they have to buy them from you she thought that was like the greatest thing in the world she's like you're so smart you're like yes yeah, so i'm was- like yeah thanks jesse <laughs> but elon has canceled his twitter deal yeah um, well, because what do you, th- I, I just think everyone, because he was like, all right, all these fake accounts, crashed. blah, blah, blah. Like, he's like, all right, the fake bots, they won't verify anything. He's like, this is probably just a worthless asset that I'm going to be buying. Maybe because of that $44 billion. Yeah. And then, but then people were like, no, Elon's backing out because the market's crashing and he doesn't have the capital to do that anymore. Or like, he doesn't have enough. He can't get that. Yeah, because he had raised, like, funding was almost secured when yeah. the market was good. Because yeah. he was borrowing against his Tesla shares. Like like a loan? Yeah, like title? he was getting, a, like, a margin loan against his Tesla shares, like, that's 80% crazy. of his Tesla shares, too. So, like, that's where a lot of the Tesla holders were like, whoa, 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 don't, don't put us at risk. <laughs> they don't sell that. Yeah, don't sell that or, you know, borrow margin against it. I think the deal fell through because of the spam. In the and there's more bots than you think, but at the same time, crazy. I really think it's because of just the market kind of slipping that he's like, how can I get out? Well, it's probably just not obviously a great time. He's probably like, okay, I could have done this, but he's like, with where everything's going and like how Tesla's like just on the verge of bankrupt bankruptcy every day, he's probably <laughs> just like, I don't need that right now. It was probably obviously for like a Elon does a lot of like public free marketing things you yes. know, for him and for yeah. his name. And I think maybe this was probably an attention grab. I think so too, because he's very notorious for that. But he's also like, if I get t- Twitter out of it, then great. We'll yeah. <laughs> then I'll own Twitter. Yeah. Most publicly. I have noticed just, I'm a big user of Twitter, how it's, how active he's been over the last couple of months too. Um, which deep down I think is a, is a ploy to see some data metrics that he's never spent the time to discover. It's like when you're in due diligence period on any contract, Yeah, I got to see the inside of like how a billionaire thinks with Elon. Like he used it 
all day, every day. And it was kind of interesting to watch. That's, yeah, that is a very interesting point. Of how he might, I don't know, I think he's getting out of the deal because of just the, the trajectory of the market, you know? And now they're going to court, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll give you guys a little update on that. Elon's probably just like, you know. Sue me. I, yeah, he <laughs> probably has so many lawsuits every day about everything. Could you imagine? Well, it's just, you know, it's such a flex. I don't know. I don't remember who I was telling. I think probably Bree, but I was like, well, it reminded me of the KTVB using my video. Yes. And then Elon saying, you know, my legal team. And I'm like, I just can't wait till I can be like, my legal team. We'll yeah, take talk to my legal yeah, team. Yeah, <laughs> like, that would be so cool. But <laughs> that's, how they, that's how he has to do it. I mean. Right. Uh, who's like Grant Cardone has like a couple hundred thousand in his oh, bank dude, account he's, just for he's got oh more than that I yeah. I know there's some massive lawsuits out against Grant Cardone right now for real estate like syndication oh, shit definitely but it's like but I don't I I could never get to the place where the mentality is being so large and in charge that you're getting sued twenty percent I just don't like that. I, yeah. like I don't mind handling some legal shit now and again but like I'm dealing with a little lease. <laughs> legal negotiation right now nightmare nightmares <laughs> like waking up going oh i gotta get back to that person right away or yeah. i need enough info to build leverage because i'm a pretty practical guy yeah I'm like eh, <laughs> they have they have some legs to stand on how do we chop them down you know yeah three current events in 30 minutes three current events in 30 minutes yeah 